Well, babe, welcome to episode number two. We had a first million followers after that first episode. <laughs> so Not I'm quite. excited. And uh, if you're on YouTube, you'll see that we've added video to this amazing podcast. Thank you, Letty Weiss. We've also added two microphones so I can actually mute Bailey. So Bailey, can you talk real quick? Yeah, I can talk right I now. I think she can hear mine. So I'll turn you back up a little bit about halfway because... I just hope that you didn't just totally screw up. Oh, right Please, I go all in on this thing. So Princess bought his own microphone so that he could be better heard. Here we are. So you could hear me. <laughs> Besides the very, very beginning where I said you won't hear me again, that was pretty much true. All right. So week two. Week What's two. our topic? Week two. We're going to go all in on kids. Specifically. How we got to this point. <laughs> we ended up with a herd of kids, especially after starting with. Shh, that's part uh, of the story. You just about went halfway through the story and we haven't even started. That's fine. Okay, let's do this. All right. So last week we introduced ourselves and that got us pretty much to the point of we're married and we want to start a family. What are you doing? Making sure that was going. Oh, okay. That's good. All right. Anyway, so we're married from last week. We're trying to start a family. Well, we've been married way more than a week. Let's just be clear. Feels like 150 years. Of wedded bliss. Of wedded bliss. Wow. Anyways, sorry. Bailey's got me off track here. So, so we're like five months into marriage. I'm like, hey. No, no, no. Actually, hey, hey. Let's start earlier than this. So we go to our honeymoon. We go to Jamaica. Time out. Let's start before that. We decide. Time out. Let's go. Be- I'm just joking. We decide that we're hey, not. There's champ. That cat. <laughs> was stuck in a field tile, a roll field tile for Stay 17 days. King. Well, we just had to introduce him. It's He's a got a life-saving event a month ago. Okay. So we decide somehow random we're dating. We decide we're not going to have sex or married. <laughs> so it gets to the wedding night and we're not like shy necessarily. I mean, you know, yeah, we've talked. Definitely not shy. We talked about it. Whatever. So it gets to the wedding night. <laughs> get back to the hotel room and i (laughs) so i don't know if you guys know wedding day is usually a long day start with pictures you have your wedding you have reception you're dancing the night away and it's like midnight before you even realize the day's already over right so we get back to the hotel room and i said babe like i don't even remember our wedding ceremony like, can we just watch the video? Because we had had somebody set up our video camera just as a backup. Can we please watch the video first? Like, I literally feel like I don't remember the day. <laughs> he, he really had nothing to say, but yes. How do I say? You're a new husband. You got to say yes. So he watched our entire wedding video. No, I could have said no, but then I probably would just had to go to sleep. So, right. Our entire, excuse me, I'll mute this. Our entire wedding video all the way through. Before I was even like thinking about having sex. That's just a side note. It's a great story. Babe, don't yeah, look so, anyways, so depressed over here. So I was able to get the job done that night. <laughs> so that's so, about five months No, later. no, 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 no. Oh. You interrupt my story from what? before. So now we're getting back to the what point. What did you want to add you in? You don't have to get close because you're too loud anyways. <laughs> so what I was going to say is when did you make our honeymoon? We came back and we got married in June. 
and we had a fourth of july party at a friend's house and bailey was like i haven't had my period like think we might be pregnant okay but let's back up this train more oh my i didn't gosh. have my first period till i was 17 i would only have one like every five months it was crazy heavy they diagnosed me with pcos i get put on the birth control pill so did they diagnose you that long ago yeah oh, so when we got married i got off the pill just to try and let things start to maybe normalize which don't even get me started on the anyway, whole so, shit show of the pill so we got home and she's like i should I should have had my period by now like if you're the normal 30-day cycle right and she didn't so we're on the way to the party and we need to stop at walmart because she wants before we drink she has to be responsible and know if she's pregnant so, also we were freaking out because we did not want to have a baby yet which is right. hilarious knowing what we ended up going through right but, but we're kind of freaking. it was negative it was a couple more weeks before it, even it was came. negative was- we got drunk that night my cycle Fourth was of july. just a train wreck from there on out yeah so we officially start trying like five months later as we had a feeling it was going to take a little bit of work and time. I didn't have any feeling. You didn't know anything. No, I didn't know anything. Yeah. I was already worried because I knew what PCOS meant. I was you ready know, to practice a lot though. <laughs> Talk to me. And so we start trying, but it's like 60, 70 day cycles. It's just a train wreck. And not too long after that, we end up at the doctor. They do some tests. They start me on Clomid because I wasn't ovulating at all. Um, and so I did one with the Clomid. God bless all you women who've had to take that drug. I was a crazy person. Like I remember being in our house and I would literally just like cry and like feel like I was like raging. Like it was bananas. So we did like a month of that, but it took several months actually, because I had to wait until I had a period to start it. It was a full mess. Um, from there, we ended up. So we did that locally. Yeah. We did that locally for a while. And then we got to the point where they're like, yeah, we, we can't do anything more. But we did can... some more meds. We did an IUI locally. Yeah. But because... we got, got to the point where they couldn't do anymore. Because we, I remember we were living in oh, yeah. Cedar Falls and. <laughs> it's like this size sample they, container. They needed Matt sample to get ready for IUI. If you don't know what IUI is, uh, inner uterine insemination, what we lovingly call a turkey baster. A turkey baster. So they're tracking the eggs, your ultrasound to give you a shot to release the egg, the turkey baster, the goods up in the thing might make a baby. So, so the, the goods need to be to stay fresh warm, and warm. And you have to get it to the doctor within like 25 minutes. Yeah, something like that. So I remember him going to the bathroom at home because we lived within tw- close enough to 25 minutes that we could do it at home. And then I would shove it in my sports Whoop. bra and try <laughs> to the doctor. And I remember thinking, if I get in an accident and that airbag That'd be funny. explodes this stuff on my face, I'm done. Like I am just done. Never happened. We did get pregnant. We actually lost that baby. We demanded, like, you went into, like, crazy overprotective husband mode, and I went into crazy researcher researcher mode, which I feel like are two beautiful places that we land sometimes. So I researched, like, crazy and discovered this thing called the MTHFR gene, which for some women can cause recurring miscarriages. And we went to our doctor, and we're like, hey, we want to test for this gene. And he's like, it's really expensive. It's a DNA test until you've had three or four 
four miscarriages, yeah, like we will not submit it. it to your to your insurance. Yeah. They would not submit it. Yeah, something like that. And so Matt was like, I'm paying for it. Do it. Great. Yeah. Let's do it. And so we did it. I did have the one gene mutation, which meant that I um, was more likely to have clots, which would lead to miscarriage. And so I need a baby aspirin um, to prevent that. And so that was the only baby that we lost. Turns out they did submit it to insurance because it was positive. So that was wild. Didn't have to actually pay for that. That was wild. Yeah. So then they. And by the way, you had great insurance at the time. So like this stuff is expensive. I I know one of your biggest concerns was like, we go through all this stuff and it doesn't happen. Then when it's like, well then I guess we'll start paying for it. But you had amazing insurance. So that was yeah. a huge blessing too. Yeah. So then they refer us to the University of Iowa hospitals and clinics. Dr. Um, Davis. Dr. Davis. He was like our knight in shining armor. He just- I think we only met him like once though. Yeah. As random as that is. Like, and then he developed the whole thing and I handed it off to yeah. the nurses and stuff. Um, and so tonight's episode is really kind of this like kamikaze, right? We've discussed this last week. It's like the all in- you have no, like, it's like the burn the boats, right? Like you just don't have an option off the island. And so we did, we went all in on this and we pushed and advocated and got down to the hospital where they came up with a plan. They were going to do three, I think three more IUIs. And then it would be the talk of IVF, which Mm -hmm. we had started talking about. And that was just a train wreck because if you end up with, you know, 18 embryos and you only need three i think what were the options at the time you could donate them to science you could trash them you could freeze them you could freeze them for life put it in your will and make somebody else trash them or you could give them up for adoption or whatever you call it and we were like so unsettled and we didn't really know like what was like the biblical way to manage it anyway so we were really praying we wouldn't have to get to ivf and so we did two rounds that didn't take and those took months and months to get through because I wasn't having a cycle and then you have to wait so long and the blood test would come back and show I actually had like cysts and then have to wait again. And it was really heartbreaking and awful. And all the meds I was on, I shot up to like 250 pounds, which I mean, I wasn't, I was skinny at our wedding and then it crept on pretty quickly because lifestyle, PCOS, all the things. Um, but then it really shot on. Yeah, those medications did a, did a wonder to you and me. I'm going to say me too. <laughs> I got to sympathy with her. Oh, Before we were man. pregnant, I was sympathy. With, with the YouTube version, can you cut in a picture of us? Oh, gosh. That's asking a lot. Here, I can just pretend. It's like, you know? <laughs> that's the difference. And that wasn't flexing. I was just how it was. Oh, bless. Um, and, so, and so we ended up down in Iowa city and they say to us, I will never forget this. Like you're going to need to do all these shots. And if you don't know me, I don't do needles. Like when I have babies, I don't even have an IV. That's how much I don't do needles. I know what you're going to say. And it's a proud moment for me. Honestly. And so this is our, you know, this is the plan. The doctors and nurses, they look at the plan and they're like, okay, you're going to do these shots. Um, in your stomach and these shots in your thighs and all the things. And um, so I don't really do needles. Matt has zero medical training, nor do I. And the doctor says, so you can come into the clinic, like the clinic down there. And Which is an hour and a half away-ish. Yeah. And the nurse can administer these injections or your husband can do it. And Matt says, take away, babe. It's like, yeah, I can do that. I used to give hog shots. Are you kidding me? What? He, 
literally I looked at him like sweet baby Jesus you literally compared me to a hog no I did not compare you to a hog oh yes compare the process of giving a shot I've done it before oh yes my friends and so we did these bad boys at home and I was bruised I would cry they hurt especially the ones what do they call it intermuscular whatever it was like the biggest you know I literally was like do not show that to me and so we get to the very last round and I, I wish I had my medical records. There was like, they did the ultrasound to see how many eggs they were, there were inside of my body developing from the medications. And I think there was like five or six. I was saying it was three, but it was multiple. That was somewhere that's between the like key three and five. Yeah. Multiple. And I was like, oh shit. They're going to tell us we can't go on because he's trying to pay. Oh my gosh. Literally, there's a cat on my shoulder. Um, because there's no control. Once they use the turkey baster and the men are swimming, there's no control from a medical standpoint. And so I thought they were going to cancel it. I think I was, I'm sure I cried. I cried. I 100% guarantee you cried. And they let us go on. And so, well, I think. So there's an appointment before to see how many are growing, mm-hmm. but then we had another appointment again to see, cause we had more medication I think to take. I don't remember the whole process, well, but wait. like, they're like, okay, there's, let's just say it was five, but we're going to do these next medications. So you come back down in a week and we'll see, hopefully like one takes charge and that's the one that's we know is going to release. So we prayed hard about it. And sure enough, when we got back down there, it was just one that had gotten bigger. Really? Yeah. I do not remember that. Yeah. So they give you the medication to release the eggs. I think there was multiple. I don't know. Maybe two. And because we're so far away from home, this is the good part of tonight's story. Matt has to give a sample in the hospital. And it's a Saturday morning. So like the place is like a ghost town because there's no regular appointments. And we're there with one other couple. We both have the same arrival time. And so they take you to the sample area and they hand you your cup. And I say to him, well, I'm going to come in with you. Like, let's make this like a loving experience of creating our child. And he was like, oh, the hell you are. No, this is awkward as enough as it is. I'm just going to go choke that chicken by myself. <laughs> And it's awkward too because that other guy's there too. So it's like they both go into the rooms at the same time. It's a race, or what do we have here? I don't even know. Literally, it was a race. The wife and I sat in the waiting room, like awkwardly waiting to see who came out first. Oh my gosh, it was the most awkward experience. I don't know who came out first. You? Is the other guy? You know what? That's fine. It can be the other guy because I made new charts. That's right. Oh, they get the sample. And they review like the sample before they like, you know, well, yeah, it has to be it. a good sample, right? Like, you have yeah. To have and then lit- you guys, I've, I have dealt with this burden, this cockiness burden? for burden? 12 years, 12 years of Matt being told by the doctors, your semen count is off the charts. <laughs> That's right. On you the good side. Shoulders like puff up. Like. Say that again, please. <laughs> he literally thought he was like 
the studliest man that ever walked the universe. And I was like, this is just great. All right. So nurse Lois, Lois, the sweetest woman. She was probably 50 or 60 came in, put the goods in, prep that turkey baster. (laughs) (laughs) Then I had to lay down in the car the whole way home. And then, um, like hours, I remember you bringing me lunch, laying on the couch. I do that all the time, Ben. No. And, um, like 10 days later, test was positive. It was March. Yep. And, um, we were pregnant. Oh, that's another story about shots too. Your, one of your best friends got married in March and that was during the time we needed to do the shots. So we were at the event center and I took her I'm at the, the wedding reception in my yeah. bridesmaid's dress. So we go back to the manager's office, but they had no other place. It was like, just whip out our cooler, yeah, whip it out, pull it taut. Just Bless. like that. Yeah. Anyways. So we end up pregnant with Kinley. Um, I do some extra progesterone and things and baby aspirin and all that. And I have a beautiful, beautiful baby girl. We're ready for another one not ovulating still and that one was just oral meds yep and um got pregnant with lakin which was a hoop because they did tell us he was a girl yeah that's i mean we got to get in that story too right i feel like that's not nice he's getting long people love it (laughs) anyways he was we were told at the ultrasound the guy said 99 sure this is a girl only god's 100 sure which we're excited because the birthday was like two days away from Kinley's the due date was really like two days away together right so like oh this is perfect we have all the same clothes everything so we go have the baby and it's a boy and it's like five minutes after we have the baby yeah because we're like what this in our birth plan we're like put the baby in our chest leave us alone all the things and they it's like five minutes they were so like I think they actually said so what were you having yeah we're like oh little girl no like can well, we check because they could literally see his scrotum hanging out the back of his butt when I was holding right. on my chest. And sure enough, they opened the legs and like, it's actually a boy. You guys, I had painted pink flowers on the wall. I had all the pink clothes for 12 months washed and folded yep. in his closet. Yep. Anyways. It's a great story. He's our oldest boy. Yeah. Um, and then it was at that point that we kind of had the day that changed our life. We were watching TV and we saw a commercial and it literally said, if you were on this medication and your children were born, your child was born with a heart defect, you can be a part of our lawsuit. And we had just found out that Lakin and Kinley both had heart defects. Mm-hmm. And it was like a super surreal moment. Obviously we didn't join the lawsuit. We didn't have that desire, but we, it did start us on this whole different well, trajectory for remember our life. It was that commercial and the insurance I had at the time. Like, I don't know if the medication you were taking, they were getting rid of it probably because of that. But then you're like, well, now what do I take? Like, I don't want to do this another one because we've heard of other side effects. So it's kind of and the commercial, all, that all going away. Yeah, we haven't and, really told the story. I have Crohn's disease. And we just started with the essential oils. Like, not for that purpose. We just kind of started using them. Yeah, right? I have Crohn's disease. I've been on these medications since I was 17. And the doctor said they were safe for pregnancy. Turns out they really weren't. And well, so, they're safe for pregnancy, just not for the baby. Yeah. And, um... And then the next three, it gets super wild because I went off of all those medications. I got on some really great probiotics and multivitamins and 
we really redid our home, got rid of all the toxins and things just because we were like starting to love it. Not because we were like, oh, this is what's going to help us have more babies. Um, And then the next three kids all were conceived on the first month that we tried. Let's have another baby. Let's start this process. Because we know it's going to take us a while. Well, I guess we have another baby on the way because it worked, you know? Yeah. So So five babies in nine years. Um, And that is how we went all in on the baby thing. So pregnancy number five, it was Bailey's toughest pregnancy. Like she didn't feel the greatest. I think it's just morning sickness. The other ones you really didn't. I didn't have or, morning sickness. I had like crazy fatigue. Yeah. So the Nausea other ones, maybe you had some of that stuff, but we were just so happy to be pregnant, right? That we didn't realize it. But this last one, it was tough on her. So we're both like five kids. We're good. Like, but during the pregnancy. Yeah. Like I'm excited for this. This completes what I wanted for a family. Completes what you wanted for a family. More like, than what we thought we'd have. We're great, you know? So we go. Bailey delivers Easton. Literally an hour later, she's holding her. She's like, Matt, I want another baby. Oh, what? Gosh. What? What drugs did they give you? Because you didn't have an IV or anything. So where'd you get these drugs? First off. So she was just that much in love. So we agreed at that point. Because I kid you not, the minute she came out of me, oh, I God, felt man. like my old self, the energy, the fun loving me. Like I was like, game on let's well, do this adorable too right like it'd be fun but to be I able to have it. that little baby all the time again but anyways we said but you were done done yeah i was like no man like we're both getting older i'm just worried about complications from anything like just we're very blessed with where we are so we agreed let's give it 18 months when she are two years old mm-hmm. when she turns two years old we'll talk about it and in my head i was thinking this is perfect because all of our all of our kids were about two years apart, and at that time they were already potty trained, so we didn't have to take diaper bag anywhere. Like we were getting to the freedom stage, so I'm like, two years is perfect because she's gonna be like, no, I don't, I don't want to have to deal with this again because then it would actually be another year of freedom before the baby would be here if we tried for another one. So uh, she turned two years old, and Bailey is like, yeah, no, I'm I'm good. Y'all, she is a spitfire. God gave us a spicy fifth. She is something. She's fun, but man. I'm done. Man. <laughs> so now the ending of week two podcast. Snip, snip, We are in. We are not all in <laughs> on the nut snip. We are in deep in the nut snip conversations in this house. Like probably four times a week. I'm not even kidding. The conversation comes up. Our neighbors talk about it with us. Our friends. Oh yeah, talk we're up a book down it. here. Our friends, they walk by. Hey, I heard you're gonna get snipped. No, oh my gosh. thanks for talking to Bailey. Though. I appreciate such it. A thing. So Matt's not super on board. He's read a few things that for some men it can cause some autoimmune type things, which is what Crohn's disease is. So we already know all about that. Yeah, I mean it's not gonna cause Crohn's. No, I didn't yeah. say that. It's an autoimmune disease. It can cause obviously. What is it? Impotence? Is that the word? When you can't get it up, I don't know. That like, sounds like the right. He word. has some. Concern. I don't have that issue. Sir, he has some concerns. I'm impatient. Is that the word? No. I. I don't know where I fall. I do not want another baby. You don't want another baby even more than me. Right. So we just. Gotta... I'm not taking care of it on my end. I've done enough for this family. Five natural births. I'm out. I didn't ever ask you to. Let's be clear about that. You're right. Okay. And so now we're using natural family planning. So far, so good, but 
It might be a little burn and sizzle in our future. No. No. <laughs> so if you <laughs> don't, people can't see you on the podcast. They can hear it. That was Matt beating was his head against the head so that's where we are. That is our all-in journey with kids. Hopefully, that's the end of our journey with kids, having babies. We'll see. Yeah. So honestly, like we've gone through a lot with our kids in the process. And we know there are people that are out there struggling every freaking day with the same crap. Uh, if you just need anybody to talk to, reach out to Baylor. I like I remember I remember going to church and it was Mother's Day, I think. And it was right after the miscarriage. You might even cry now, but like it was no, Mother's it, Day it, service, right? Like it's meant to joy, celebrate cool. mothers. And it was just, she wanted to be a mother so bad. And she was just bawling. And I know we've been to church service since then. And we kind of, I don't know, we kind of pick up on people, I feel like, who are maybe struggling with this infertility issue. And like during our church service, we'll feel something like we can feel it because we, we know what that feeling was then. And we know what the feeling is now. And we'll just notice like this lady's crying on her husband's shoulder and it's like so anyways i just want to say please talk to us if you have any questions if you just want to talk i would say it was probably that doesn't tear up ma'am um it's probably the hardest thing we've ever done absolutely and we've had some hard stuff in the last year with my crohn's and no yeah but it was such a desire and there's like nothing that you feel like you can do and yet like I don't know. Like, I wonder if we went through it now, how different things would be like, I know so much more about like, like I knew nothing about health at all. Then like, I was like, give me all the meds, give me zero exercise, zero healthy food, zero stress reduction. Like I just didn't do anything. I felt so helpless. Um, obviously we're not going to be in that position now because we have five kids, but it's interesting you know, 15 yeah. years later, what we, what we know. 15 years. Holy crap. I know. Man, that's a, that's a low punch. note right there. <laughs> I don't think I need to be sniffed. I think my nuts are gone after that. <laughs> We've getting old. All right, friends. This is fun. I hope you enjoyed the story of our kids and how we went all in. I'm picturing Matt choking the chicken. We's out. Or the sizzle of the nuts. I don't know. Peace out, yo. Kamikaze's out. Kamikaze parents with my.